just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've only seen seven episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is no episode because this is episode two of our bonus episode of One Tree Hill. So Dom, we are here. Episode two of the bonus episodes. How are you, my friend? I am very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm living, I'm breathing, and I'm loving One Tree Hill. So I'm the best me that I can be. Lately? Exactly. (laughs) So seven episodes deep. Uh, So we normally do these bonus episodes every four The reason that we're doing this one on seven is because our episode eight episode of the podcast is going to be with our Patreon guest host with Emily from Oklahoma. So uh, we're doing this one one ahead because we're going to speak uh, to her about episode eight in the next episode. Which is quite exciting because it's um, you have to listen to a lot of my views and thoughts on it. And obviously you have your own and you know how all nine seasons go. So it's, it's going to be, I think probably, it'd be nice for me, but it's definitely going to be nice for you, I think, to hear someone else's view on what's happening that that also has a view of, of the rest of it. Hmm. Um, and kind of maybe their reaction on my predictions and what, where I think uh, we're going. So really looking forward to doing that one. Yeah, I'm going to make her like vow and promise to not spoil anything for you is it like if she does she's immediately cut off yeah we just like <laughs> like a radio show we just cut the line just <laughs> yeah as soon as there's a bit of swearing like, yeah. gone. <laughs> uh, i have messaged her she knows she knows what's up um she was not only uh our first hall of fame patron but also our first patron full stop so that's uh it's awesome and so we gotta look after emily yes <laughs> and then other patrons get involved come in the hall of fame and come onto the podcast we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to to you know give me spoilers to never give you spoilers (laughs) but to you know co-host with us i'm not sure how i'd feel about spoilers because you know i've told you before about if i'm watching a film i'm quite happy to know what happens at the end of the film before i go and watch it I'm, i'm not interested in um that oh don't tell me don't tell me kind of world but with with this i think it kind of spoil it a bit for me it would ruin it you mean because the whole premise of what we're doing is that you don't know i know and we're kind of i'm kind of interrogating you for predictions (laughs) and if you knew and that element was out of it it yeah we would lose that you know special part and some of my predictions have been kind of on point and happened earlier than I thought they would. Some of them haven't happened at all. And might happen in the future, but definitely haven't happened yet. And then some of them have been like completely off the scale. So um, it's it's quite exciting to have predictions and be able to come up and think, oh, this is definitely what I think is going to happen. You know, this is what I, the direction I think this character is going to go. This is how I think they'll develop. This is how their relationship is going to develop. And it's it gives me an opportunity to really think 
differently about it from from what you know. Mm. So you might even think that's wrong, but I could see why you'd think that. Yeah, completely. And because this is like my fifth rewatch, after watching it for the first time, you know what's up. So when you're watching it on subsequent watches, you don't think about it in any real different way, apart from who you might relate differently to. Like now you're a bit older, you might relate more to a, a Keith or a Karen or a Deb or even a Dan, who knows, or a Whitey. Yes. <laughs> you can see it in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So, but in terms of like the storylines, you know where they're going or you can, you know, sort of vaguely remember. Surely no one can relate to Dan. Surely not. He's too much of an arsehole. Well. Surely no one wants to be an arsehole. No. It just happens. So maybe some people don't know they are one though. It's like you have to hold up the vanity mirror for people to to see. I think this is going to be my new thing. You're such a Dan. A Dan? Yeah, if you're a Dan, you're a... You're a douchebag. You're a Dan Scott. Yeah. But you don't think about the storylines differently. And now what I have really got from this, which I wasn't expecting, I guess I, I didn't really have expectations, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't think that my thinking would change on the show. I thought it's solid, it's concrete, but and, and not in terms of the show overall, but some of the characters. And there are characters that are becoming some of my favourites that I didn't consider that before, but us conversing about it and hearing your opinions, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see that. And then there's other characters that also I'm, I used to be maybe indifferent about and now think, oh, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too fond of you, you know? There's, there's characters that I really liked from the beginning that, um, one in particular, so Brooke, so after watching the seventh episode, I'm so disappointed that her character's changed so much um, because you can tell that she's got that in her in terms of the difficult bitchy side uh, but that hasn't really ever come out she's not really played the cheerleader car too much and the hi- the school hierarchy bit as much as you would expect um, but in this episode she really has and she's she's gone way too far mm. um, oh it's in the previous episode that we covered sorry so it, it upsets me a little bit because I had such high hopes <laughs> for Brooke and I feel like that's um, fallen away now and I kind of have to draw my attentions elsewhere. I guess with all TV shows and ones that are going for like nine seasons, regardless if these characters last the whole duration or not, they have to have the ups and downs, that, you know, otherwise it would just be too predictable right they'd be doing the same stuff every week um but I, yeah i completely get what you're saying and that was i was finding it amusing in my mind that this is what you was thinking about brooke because i was thinking there are some rough tides ahead and oh. there was one maybe the only one maybe not nice. <laughs> i don't believe you <laughs> somehow well Tell us some. Tell us so. Tell us about if you were twenty-two, like when I first watched it. Do you think there are characters that you would identify and relate to, or as a thirty-three-year-old, you know, man now? Are there any characters that you feel like you would identify with, or see any see like yourself in any of them? 
Um, funny enough, I think I'd relate to Jake. I thought you'd say that. But, I can see but that. Not, not with the child thing. Obviously, I don't have any children. Maybe but me. Maybe I'm your child. You could be my child if you want. <laughs> but his, he's quite calm and deflects and doesn't have an issue with anyone and wants to take the higher ground. Um, very grounded, like you. You're very grounded and, uh, like, wise and solid. Like You give really good advice, but you don't... You, you don't play off of emotion. You're very steady. Mm. A, good, a good bit of feedback I got the other day from, from my boss, uh, I know it's a little bit off to- topic, is that I will achieve things at work and it'll be big things and it'll be um, like seen as re- like really important or it's, it's impacted on um, the business in a, in a really positive way. But I don't seek credit for it. Mm. I don't go shouting about it and I don't go plastering it all over you know the work social media that we have um and he said he finds that really uh, like admirable and he he likes that i'm not one to do that so it's important to make people aware of your achievements but actually you don't plaster it all over the place you know throwing people's faces and you and you involve the team Mm. um and i thought that was really nice feedback i really wasn't expecting because i don't see myself that way but on a on reflection i you know, that's the Jake would be the character that I relate to in terms of that, um, and it's probably at the moment the character. If I was going to be in it or had to live it, I'd want to be. Maybe without a kid, right? At, at that young age, but I don't know the circumstances because we haven't got that far yet. Um, you are know. you're a humble guy. I try. <laughs> I just try to be honest, and and put it in the right places and advise people the best way possible um it doesn't always work but that's life isn't it do you still so looking at it from our age now so 33 year old head on Mm. so 22 year old simon is looking at chad michael murray thinking i want a piece of that guy (laughs) oh sorry i want to be that guy and (laughs) now he now you're rewatching for the fifth time. We're talking about these characters a lot more and in depth. Is there anyone that you look at and you think that's who I'd kind of like to be now, or actually, on reflection, I'm still quite happy with um, picking Lucas and following that journey. Well, firstly, which is the kind of an assumption because obviously I don't know what happens like beyond episode seven. Well, firstly. My obsession with Chad Michael Murray is healthy and fine. Um, I've spoken to my doctor, my therapist. They've all said it's okay. They said to take the shrine down. They said having, you know, open flames near that many paper mache heads of Chad Michael Murray is potentially a health and safety risk. But, you know, besides that, they've said, you know it's okay I like the fact we've gone through doctor and therapist but we just ignored the wife (laughs) I I appreciate Chad Michael Murray for his acting um but I I can also appreciate that he's a good looking guy I I, I'm secure in myself to 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 acknowledge this okay Jake what can you (laughs) (laughs) that's you Dom oh yeah See, Jake would be too humble and just be like, no, bashful. <laughs> uh, 
Right. Well, as as a twenty as a twenty two year old, I definitely saw myself as Lucas. Yes, but I think some of the things that we've touched on actually has made has helped me to realise why in a few ways like we said on the last episode that lucas is emotional he's emotional he kind of puts it all out there doesn't he on front street and that's what he did with uh peyton and it was just too too much you know he wanted all of it the relationship the horse and cart and carriage and marriage and everything all from there and that i am very much like that if i if something if there's something there that i want uh, and that I'm passionate about. I just sort of go for it um, and kind of, you know, and we said in the last episode that can be good and that can be bad. Um, but yeah, I can I can see some of that stuff in him and I see he's quite sensitive, isn't he? Let's be honest. I'm quite sensitive as well and some of, some of those things. But also it's his journey of wanting to be, you know, the best sort of version of him that he wants to be. There's also there's someone else's character that I can't talk on yet because it's not part of the story yet. But their journey really inspired me as well. But I think as an adult, um, Keith is up there. I really in, I really like how Keith is very understated, very humble, like you said. And we we're actually talking off microphone about kind of about this topic in terms of you know not feeling secure and not needing to have flashy things like things that are going to make you stand out to sort of be like hey look at me you know in fact actually there is comfort and security in knowing just being comfortable in in yourself you know and Keith I think kind of amplifies that and he's kind to people and patient and understanding and has good intentions and I think that is something that him and Lucas both have in common that they may make mistakes and do things that aren't right they're not premeditated you know they're doing things with good intentions um and I like to feel like that also so I'd say between those two I actually see um there's two there's there's another character that I kind of see within you but for a good reason so this may sound a bit controversial mm-hmm. but there's there's lucas for the emotional kind of side of you and the caring and the the wanting to help and the family orientated and um that kind of passionate side but there's also uh dan in you in your you, how driven you are oh, and right, determined right. not not that you're a dick right because <laughs> you're not at all um you're you're like lucas with dan's determination which is great because at the moment I don't see Lucas as being very determined. I, mm. I wouldn't describe him as, as determined or goal driven or anything mm. like that. You know, he doesn't even want to play in the basketball team, but he's doing it anyway. You know, mm. he's just decided he okay he does now because he's kind of been scouted out technically. Um, but actually, if Dan wants something, he goes for it and he really tries and he puts everything into it because he knows that that's important. Um, you know. Uh, he doesn't always do it the right way or, or for the right reasons um, but it's that determination that's got him to he's got him that house and it's it's got him the beach house and it's got him you know the, the cars and all of that and you know what have you and he's able to pay back his De- Deb's father with tenfold or whatever he says and that's the determination that I've always kind of seen from you you, you will never give up and you will always push 
um, and that's a that's a good characteristic of his to have. Nice, thank you. <laughs> well, okay. So tell me about from these seven episodes. What who if you were to rank them, and we have them on a board behind you, um, if you can. Who is your favourite character overall? Whitey, we know that. Is that true? <laughs> uh, I think he's going to have to be... He's going to be have to be named as a favourite, but potentially like kept to a side. Because I think he's always going to be a favourite, but that's because of the type of character he is. Like an honourable mention. Yeah. So I, I kind of worked out that I, I always like the miserable, moody character because they're always the funniest. Yeah. And the, the really sarcastic one. Um so I think he'll always have a I'll always have kind of like a soft spot for him and his character but if we're looking at the cast as a as a whole and his involvement isn't in it isn't that deep in it uh, mm. you know in these seven seven episodes at least he fl- flits in and out yeah um, so I'll look at it from the rest of the cast point of view so like okay. someone like Tim I wouldn't include Tim yeah, yeah. because he's like on the periphery isn't he yeah you know, he's surplus Okay, so you don't have to... I'm going to ask you for one as your favourite character and then just a couple mentions of people you like and then one as your least favourite character and then a couple that are down there as well. And this has to be out of... They have to be people that are on our board. So people that are on our board for context are the basically, you know, the protagonists. So Lucas, Nathan, Peyton, Hayley, Brooke, Jake, the Rivercourt guys, Dan, Keith, Whitey, Karen and Deb. So who would you say is your ultimate, at the moment on these seven episodes, which can obviously change as we go through, your favourite character, why is an honourable mention? Um, it's really difficult to pick one, because I've got two in mind. All right, talk us so through. So I'll pick one mm-hmm. and see if it's who you thought I would pick. Okay, my guess is you got it locked in. Yeah. My guess is you're going to say Nathan. It is Nathan, yeah, well done. You, you, you kind of alluded to that on our last episode. <laughs> okay. Gave it away a week early. And who was it between? Was it between Nathan and... I don't think it would be Lucas, which, you know... Upsets you greatly? Because, well, <laughs> well, uh, I reckon it would be between Nathan and Jake. Was that right? Uh, Jake, at the moment, for me, is, again, kind of on the periphery. Okay. He's not been in it enough. I think he has the potential to be a favourite um, if he's in it a lot more, but I don't know. It's actually Brooke. Wow. <laughs> you went off on her so hard on the last episode. Yeah, I know. Okay. But I'm thinking about all, everything for Consistency for now over the Considering seven. she's not in the pilot. True story. So she's only actually been in six episodes. So far. Okay, so what makes Nathan and Brooke your favourites? I actually think the character changes within them um, makes me like makes me like them a lot more. Mm-hmm. So with Nathan, he's gone from being completely like Dan to being more like Debs mm-hmm. uh, and being a lot more open. And you can see the Lucas side coming out in Nathan and with Brooke I find Brooke very funny uh, and quite entertaining and she's not afraid to say what needs to be said so in the last episode it just went to the extreme 
um, and whether we blame that on alcohol or not, I don't know. But you know, they say when you're uh, drunk, the truth comes out, and um, she's obviously emotionally upset by it all and pissed off and whatever. So has gone to this extreme um, of like abusing everyone and kind of setting herself aside from everyone else. Nobody wants to be, you know, around her or part of her or involved with her for pretty much the whole of this episode because of the way she's acting. Um, I just hope that there's um, a sense of... What's the word? Meaning? Like something comes out of it? it gets some... some kind of retribution from it. Okay. You so want there needs to... to be penance. Right, okay. For, for what's happened. And she needs to um, kind of feel sorry for it. but And learn from it. And learn from it. Yeah, move on. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's in her... If that's now not in her nature. Because I'd said from the beginning she's kind of like she can see things she see she sees things happening and she can put connections together um and she can you know she can connect the dots and she seems to be the only one that can do that and that's what i really like about her so we talk about when we talk about whitey i say whitey already knows that the lines are there because people come and tell him that the lines are connecting those dots whereas brooke puts them together Mm-hmm. And already and figures it out for herself. That's what makes me like her. That's what made me say she's kind of the conscience slash narrator of the show. Um, but this episode has kind of set her back. So hopefully that doesn't stick around for too long. But we'll see. Okay. So Nathan and Brooke, and then who would be on the opposite end of the spectrum? Um, just an honourable mention to Debs as well. I really like Debs. Yeah. <laughs> Can I can I guess who? Have you, lock in your bottom two, and then I I will guess. So I think I know who they would be. Okay. Locked in. I think they'd be Karen and Peyton. Ooh. Was I right on one and not both? You are. Do you know what? Yeah, I think you are right. I'm gonna change my mind Ooh. slightly. Where did you change it from? Uh, Haley was in the bottom two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck Haley, <laughs> get out <laughs> get out and don't come back I'll do this on my own only because only because I know there's so much more to come from her what it, it hasn't happened in these episodes there's so much more to come and I can feel it how I know there's more to her there's so much more to her wait but... who did you say I got so blinded by the fact you said Haley. who was the other one it's Karen and Peyton no no who did you say Haley and who oh it was going to be Haley and Peyton See, oh my god, I can't believe you. I can't believe you. What is your problem? Come on. I don't have a problem. Fess up. I just think she's, um, she has the ability to be a really big character. And at the moment, and, and she doesn't have to play it like wild and extravagant and be crazy but I don't think there's enough from her at the moment I, I don't think she's in it enough okay 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 so hopefully because the whole um, going to Dan's party and things like that she was she was literally in that episode in in bits so we see a lot of Lucas we see a lot of Nathan 
we see a lot of Peyton, we've seen a lot of Brooke, then we get the episodes where there's a lot of uh, the adults, the the older guys, uh, and Haley is just kind of flashes. I I need an episode of Haley, or at least half an episode of Haley, for me to really kind of settle in with her. I think. Don't get me wrong, I do like Haley. I just think at the moment she's not up there in my list of favourites because I I want more from her and I haven't had that yet. Okay. Like if she had an episode where she was pretty much the central character of that episode, mm-hmm. um, that would be nice. And I think that would shoot her well up the rankings because she would actually probably be third in my list of favourite characters. Has, Don't change it now. No, but the, change your tune now. No, but when she gets to that so point, so she had some more screen time, she'd be up there. So what about like? I need to see more from her. Jake doesn't. She get needs much to have a. She time. needs to have a what? bit of fight to her. Mm. Okay, okay. Hey, this is a judgment-free zone. You were judging me big hard time. That's right. I just lied to you. <laughs> this is a judgment zone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the judgment zone. Okay, okay. Who do you think my favourites and least favourites would be? I, I'm trying to judge it just on these seven. Lucas and Haley will be your favourites. Okay. I would say that is probably true on this watch. On this watch. Ooh. I'd say previously it would have probably been Lucas and Nathan. Nathan. Mm. Yeah, well, how did you know I was going to say Nathan? Because uh, I think I think he's one of your favourite characters, um, just from the conversations we've had over the last few episodes. Mm. Um, and I think you're happier when I like him. <laughs> you seem to react like that. That you're okay. That's good that I like him. So oh, that's funny. That kind of says to me that you like him. There's a lot I want to say on Nathan, really, but it's not the right time. Okay, <laughs> it's not the right time. But there, there are some things that I can see in him that when I was how old are they meant to be? Seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. I assume seventeen. Yeah. Like from the ages of like fifteen to seventeen, that them ages. I think I I had some times of being uh, having some Nathan type douchebaggery, if that makes sense. Like it's kind of standard teenage stuff, um, but also not because I know not every teenager does douchebag things, you know. But I had times, of, and I I think I can I think I understand where it comes from now, where I think I felt subdued in school and. Bit in the shadows, blah blah blah. Getting to the point where you come out of school. Oh, okay. Now I'm gonna be like the big man and do this, that, and the other, and try and impress my friends and whatever, whatever. And sort of fell down some of these lines of making these, you know, foolish sort of mistakes. Nothing ever bad. I'm not like talking like you know crimes here or anything. But uh, so I can kind of I can see some of that in him, and then. You know, he kind of develops as he goes forward, and I can kind of relate to some of that stuff. Um, so I, he is one of my favourites. That's true. This isn't a surprise for you. No. So what's what's edged Haley into that position over Nathan? Right. I. I. Think, what, what am I missing? I think on the, yeah. Well, I think on this watch, I see how important she is and how understated she is in a beautiful way and how she is just a really loving person and I think as 
we get older or as I've got older anyway appreciate people like that more I appreciate people that are kind and secure and don't need to do things to don't need to steal a school bus like Nathan to impress his friends or do whatever you know can feel comfortable in how they are from an earlier age and I really respect that because I, I don't think I was able to achieve that until I was a bit older you know I, I don't want all that those things from her that I, I hope you don't think that's what I was saying but all I all I want is you wanted to steal a school bus I, that's yeah that would be great I want more of what she is she's very funny she's very witty she's very emotional she's very sensible um, she's very calm she's very pretty she's very understanding she's very everything but there's just not enough of it and I haven't connected with her so you can connect with certain characters and I, I for whatever reason I've connected with others and not her and it's just for me I, I want that to happen I kind of want that connection because I, I know that she's a good character and I would really enjoy liking her uh, and watching her grow and develop and change but it's just not enough of her I think if I could go back and say to Mark Schwann put her in it more um, and that that would make me really enjoy it I think she's got some really great tender moments like at the end of the party on this last one um, when she's embarrassed by Brooke with Lucas there's some great moments but I want more of it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know I just kind of feel like it's not that she's a bad character it's just that she's not on my favourites list and she's a bit lower than the rest because we get so much screen time with them mm-hmm. there's so much of them there's so much happening and they, they de- they've they developed so much in seven episodes whereas I haven't seen that from Haley, which is what I want I get that I get that well um, I'm can just... I come back in the room now yeah you can, <laughs> you can sit back down uh, I would just say quickly my Honourable mention to Mouth. I always almost use his actual name, but I don't think it's been revealed to you yet. Um, no. Do you know it? No, it's just Mouth. Okay, well, his his actual name will get released later down the line. Is uh, is what I use as my online poker name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, if I, I if uh, I play in like a tournament or anything, I go under that pseudonym, and. Um, yeah, it's funny. So, <laughs> and I I use a picture of him as the profile picture as well. <laughs> uh, Do people think you're him? I hope so. Wow. But okay, uh, yeah. I would also say my least favorite too. On this watch, can I guess? Please, Peyton. Yeah, and it's between two. Who, who, I think who? I think it's either the same as me or it's Brooke. Who are you going with? I'll go with Karen. It's Karen and Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it... I can't put my finger on it with Karen. I respect what she's going through and appreciate it. And it's a whole thing. You know, I get that. Um, I, I don't know. I... She's doing everything right. Like, I can't put my finger on it, so I can't say. Hopefully it will come over, you know, the next episodes. Peyton, um, we've kind of touched on this before already. But, yeah, again, we'll see how that develops. It has just reminded me, Dom, that we did get someone reach out. 
on Instagram at Ravens Podcast if you want to, uh, you know, speak to us, etc. Okay, so this came from this came from one of our Instagram followers. I will can I say her name? First, First name. name. This came from Alicia on Instagram. So she said, hello, fellow Brit. So a British person. Nice. So happy to see I'm not all by lonesome as a UK One Tree Hill fan who's rewatched the show tons of times. I'm enjoying the podcast and hearing your thoughts so far. Looking forward to hearing more. Thank you very much. She said, just listen to your episodes on episode season one, episode three and four. And I do have to disagree with how Peyton treats Brooke in those episodes, particularly after Brooke was in the backseat of Lucas's car. And in brackets, she's put the welcome Matt comment. She said, I read that completely different. So not as an insult or slut shaming, but more as a description of uh, Brooke's behavior, like as a pattern without any judgment, which is why Brooke rolled with it and, you know, didn't kick up a fuss when she sort of insulted her. I don't think it was said to suggest her being sexually liberated is something Brooke should be ashamed of, which in that sense is refreshing, particularly for a show of that time, and makes Brooke a pretty awesome and unusual character. What do you say to that, Dom? Because I've responded. I will uh, I'll read you my response, but what do you what is your response to that? Because you're not able to, you know, respond to these messages. Um it's definitely a different take on it. And I think um it's a it's a good view to have. I think uh I might go back and rewatch that episode. Just to see that and and rewatch it and see if I can um if it changes my perception or if I can change my perception to see it that way rather than the way we had read it or that I'd originally read it see he's dedicated he wants to you know I I just put back thank you for reaching out glad that you're enjoying the podcast good points you know I can totally see that I said wait until you hear what we said in our latest episode (laughs) episode seven um you know, some some things have changed, uh, you know, some of our opinions, particularly from Dom on Brooke. Uh, you'll see, all in good fun, of course, we love all of the characters, dot, 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 well, most of them. There is a nudge, though, when she says, when they're talking about it in the corridor, they're walking down the corridor talking about it, aren't they? And Peyton is mentioning things about Brooke, and there's, like, nudges and things like that. Oh, have you left the underwear in the locker? Trick mm-hmm. yet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So there is hints of a pattern yeah of of kind of what we were saying so that's that's probably what set us into that mode of thinking rather than what what alicia was thinking and and kind of her view but i would definitely go back and watch it again and and see if i can get that view of it and kind of analyze it a little bit more because i think i think it's important I, i think it's great that we've got someone who's feeding that back to us and saying they they disagree because what would be the point well we love this we love interacting with people because this is perfect so please reach out to us she then said looking forward to 107 because we was talking about it is a favorite of mine so the last episode was a favorite of hers she put ha 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 your dislike of peyton is noted (laughs) she's definitely polarizing 
and I get the reasons why, even though I'm the total opposite and love her. Oh, well, you did tell me that you, people either love or hate her. There's hate a lot it, of like, hating or Satan. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like big painting fans out there, and it looks like we found one. Yeah. Uh, we also got some messages uh, from Magdalena, who is our, uh, you know, one of our staple, always there listeners. Thank you, Magdalena, as always. But I can't read it because there's a lot of uh, spoilers in there. Oh, but Magdalena, why do you, why would you do that to me? Reach out with some, uh, you know, spoiler-free stuff. Uh, we also got a uh, a message from Jay and on Instagram, and Jay said, "Hello, guys." So I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of One Tree Hill. I've never been a podcast person and I only listened to my first one ever around the end of last year, which happened to be Tree Hill Talk. So from the It Takes Free Podcast Network. I listened to the whole podcast within a few months. That is crazy because there's like over, a, like it's like 200 episodes because like 187 episodes of One Tree Hill and then they've done bonus episodes and interviews and stuff. Wow. So I fully respect that. Nice. Uh, I listened as if I was binge watching the show all over again and I've done that with podcasts. It's the best. Uh, I was so sad when it came to an end. Well, tonight I discovered this podcast and I heard that you guys did an episode with Tree Hill Talk but I'm unable to find it. I was wondering if you might be able to help me out. So to answer that question, obviously I have answered it on Instagram, but that episode is on our Patreon. So if you're listening to this, then you're on our Patreon, so you can access it already. But we put it on there because we were keeping our content that we're putting out onto iTunes and all the podcast platforms is just the episodes. Because that episode was an introduction We've uh, we put that and all the sort of bonus content up on our Patreon for our patrons. I was wondering, yeah, uh, I'm so excited to continue listening to your podcast. One Tree Hill changed my life and made me into the person I am today. I literally have a tattoo sleeve, a whole sleeve, dedicated to Peyton's artwork. Anyways, I do believe this is long enough talking about the message. But if you guys could help me out, I'd really appreciate it. So I wrote back um, and, you know, said some things, nice things, obviously. He said, for the longest time, I thought I was the only person who felt this way about the show. The writing is unlike any other TV drama, if you ask me. I'm really excited I found this podcast. I really hope you guys make it until the end. Every podcast I find never seems to finish. So, Dom, we have to finish this. We need to make it to the end just for him. Yeah, just exactly. For, just for Jay. Yeah, we're doing it <laughs> for you, Jay. I really look forward to listening to you guys the further you make it. Well, that explains why I couldn't find the episode. Uh, he's, he basically said that he's not too familiar with Patreon. He's going to look into it. He said, uh, thanks for getting back to me. He wasn't expecting a response so quickly. We're quick on the responses. Um, it's 3.30 a.m. in the morning where he is, uh, and he works nights. So the podcast is helping him get through his shifts. So. Oh, we, we need to release some more then, so he's got more to listen to. Yeah, so we, we love getting these messages, so please reach out to us on Patreon. If you're a patron, obviously you are, or on Instagram, or our email address, uh, the mighty 90s 90s podcast at gmail.com Dom I think we should probably wrap it up there my friend anything else you have to say no I just want to say a really big thank you to 
uh, our patrons who are you know listening to us week in week out um, and please send us a, you know some comments and feedback some bits that we can read out uh, and I hope you enjoyed our bonus episode and if you haven't already we just released on Patreon here so you can get it right here or on uh, you know iTunes, Spotify etc on the Mighty 90s an episode or based on the movie Clueless from 1995 with Alyssa and Michelle from the It Takes Three Podcast Network who produced Tree Hill Talk and that episode is really funny and we spend a lot of times diverting into tangents about One Tree Hill so you can hear some additional comments from Dom and I and Alyssa and Michelle about One Tree Hill uh, if you want to you know listen to that thank you for all your support as always and we'll see you on the third bonus episode which will be on episode 12 of season one so ravens on free absolutely you or me you me to do the free yeah so it's on me mm-hmm. ravens on free one two three ravens <laughs> 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 <laughs>